right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right. We back. We back. We back. Episode 21. Hey, yay. Okay, I, I was waiting for it. We were waiting for it. My microphone was muted. I was drinking water, and the recording thing asked me that I want to be on, so I had to click yes so that I can talk. <laughs> oh, that, that was nice of you to consent. Uh, you know, I don't consent to a lot of things, so I figure this is one of those important ones. Hey, we got to give it to the people. Episode 21. It's yeah. been, been, been a few weeks. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been grinding at this. Uh, I am in my... I don't know, like ninth or tenth state in the last week. Back here in lovely Massachusetts. Finally, but some like, good weather. But like you really were in like nine or ten states where you actually spent at least a couple hours in said states. It wasn't just like yeah. driving through, like you were actually hanging out for a little bit. Very boring states. Mad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Midwest would not appreciate this. We went over this last week. Can't there's no one in Kansas that has internet. <laughs> They just have cows. Or is the internet the fastest in Kansas because only a handful of people are using it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard from them, so I'm going to go with mine. <laughs> They're going to hit you up on, on CompuServe, on AOL chat. Yeah, like, Netscape. Rolling. <laughs> no, the Netscape. <laughs> oh, the dial-up days. I do not miss them, but I wish people had to experience them. Yeah, because they would have gone outside. <laughs> Oh, for sure. You for know, sure. Let's play tackle football on the street instead. That's way more fun. I'm going to get on the internet when everybody's asleep so the phone doesn't ring. Like, that's like, yep. that's insanity. Like, I don't I don't think that, well, I'm going to know. I don't think kids today understand how hard it was to do research for school when you had to, when the internet became accessible, but realizing you really couldn't. They, they had to teach us knew. how to, like, use the Dewey Decimal System. Like, find right, a I'm book. The Ooh, the Dewey Decimal. I, that, that is one of those things where America just wants to be assholes. Like, it's just like, why are we using these systems? Because nobody I mean, else is? That's okay. just how we count things. Yeah. Like, we don't everyone have in the world uses the metric system. Yes. Yes. A pound just, for us is flesh. A pound for everybody else is actually a way to measure things. Yeah. Like, that's wild to me. Because we semi-use it for some things, and then we don't use it at all for almost anything. Yeah, no, and we still use the metric system, which is the craziest thing. Yes. And the metric system makes so many more sense, way more sense. Yes. <laughs> How much is 100 centimeters? One meter. What's and a most Americans 12 inches. Why? And, yeah, and most people and most Americans can't even break it down that way. So like we're actually getting dumber by not using the metric system. Yep. And, and to prove some type of weird point that I still don't understand. Like, I really don't understand it at all. Like, when I was a chemistry major, we, we would talk about stuff like this. And it was like, and it, I think that's one of those things that, that failed me as a chemistry major. Because, like, it's all numbers. But when you're doing it, when you're reading, like, research and you're looking into stuff, you have to do calibrations that you shouldn't have to because people are writing, like, the rest of the world as opposed to an American research. Right, because what's the conversion? It's like 2.54 centimeters, I think, is an inch. If you have to convert that every time, that's a pain. Every single, but you also remember we use it for when we're doing liquids too. Like it's everything, right? Like it's the weirdest thing. So it's like when you're weighing stuff out, when you're right, because chemistry is basically just math. That's that's pretty much what it is. I didn't find that to be the case. I hated anything having to do with. I I liked like intro to physics for that reason, but 
I couldn't listen. I'm not mad at you. So yeah, America, man, we gotta stop being trash. We gotta just start getting on board with everybody else. <laughs> just stop trying to be so annoyingly unique. <sighs> like I would get it if America wasn't touching multiple countries. Like if, <laughs> if like we weren't physically touching, we were if just we were, like ocean. Australia could do it. Yeah, yeah, Australia could 100% do it. They could be like, what? We do our own thing down down here. Like, you're right, Australia. You, you drive, you know, a couple hours up to the Canadian border, completely different. Yes, 100%. Like, this makes zero sense. Or you drive to Mexico and you're like, huh? Oh, my bad. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? All right, so episode 21. Yeah. Number 21, where are you going? Come on, man. There's only one person to go to. Yes, there's multiple 21s that people care about. Okay, I think we go going the same way. You, come on, you know what the you know what the vibrations is. My all-time favorite football player of all time. Before I say who it is, which everybody should already know, I'm just gonna read you. One of my favorite baseball players, too. He is not one of my favorite baseball players. No, he's not. He, he's, he's not at for all. A good team. Well, he played in the World Series for the Yankees and he played for the Atlanta Braves when they actually were fun to watch. I, I liked his Braves tenure. Yeah, like in the 90s, they were crushing shit. They never won a big one really with him, but like they were crushing shit. But I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my three favorite. Quotes from this man before I say who the man is that everybody should know. <clears throat> and these are my three favorite because these are the three I read recently. And I was like, you know what? All three of those are fire. I don't need to look anymore. First one. I would have asked them for so much money. They would have had to put me on layaway. Referring to the NFL draft about who was going to take him and where he wanted to go. And he was like, listen, that team right there. I think it was like the Bears or something. He was like, and the Bears are a historically great franchise that everybody respects. At that time, too. At that time. And he was like, I would ask them for so much money, they would have had to put me on layaway. Second quote. And everybody here. Oh, no, 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 no. This one, this one, this one tickled my fancy because I didn't remember it until I read it. Okay. When you say I committed adultery, are you stating before the marriage of 1996 or prior to it? <laughs> that's a good one come on man like who could get away with saying some shit like that even in the 90s and it's just like that's him man let him ride you know what he's gonna do and then the one that i still say literally probably every month i can't be literally and probably probably every month if you look good you feel good if you feel good you play good if you play good they pay good you good that's how I live my life, baby. That's really what it is. I did that when I played sports. I did it when I go to work every day. I'm like, you know what? If I live you know what happens when they pay good, you live good. You live good. You die good. For sure. So, you know, that answer, it gives it to you. You know, the man who has multiple names, the man who's bringing HBCU sports back, not just the football side of it. The man who literally can walk into any establishment in America and they will probably never call him by his real name. The man who has a gold charting single. Um, he is inspiring me. All time Jerry, Jerry Curl. Back. I'm about to say he's inspiring me to bring the Jerry Curl back. He also had a Mr. T starter kit with jewelry when he got drafted. And when he got to his Hall of Fame speech, not only did they put a, put a bandana on his bust, but they said prom could not tackle. I've been tackling my mama bills for 30 years and still doing it. Drops Mike. Like you can't beat that shit. Prime time, Dion motherfucking Sanders, 21, Fact baby. Dirty birds. But, you know, he was playing in the NFL and in the World Series at the same time. Taking a helicopter to both. Yes. <laughs> like, that's so swag. I, I want, there was, there was so many 21s I wanted to go with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it had to be him. I, you know, I wanted fun. to go for Roberto Clemente, who was historically done dirty. 
Yeah. When they tried to make him be known as Bob. Um, I mean, Timmy D, Sean T. There's a lot, a lot of 21. Garnett. Young Garnett. He's a five. Eh, he played five, yes. <laughs> oh. For the Timberwolves, yes. You know, so it did. Twenty one's a great number. It's a great number. It's a very underutilized number. It feels sport, so like. un, uh, like unsymmetrical. But yes. then you look at it on a jersey, and it works. It looks good on a jersey when you play well. Like if you ever look at a twenty one who stinks, it looks so weird. Like, like some ugh. some random DB. Some random DBM, like you should. I think that I really believe there should be some type of cast system for numbers in specific sports. I like, agree. like for real. Like I get it. I like. I, I think it's weird as fuck that the Heat retired twenty three from Michael Jordan, who never played in a franchise. Okay, but I think that you can't just walk out into the out the womb and wear twenty three in basketball. You can't just walk out the womb and wear twenty one in football if you played cornerback. Like, you like gotta, we gotta right. we gotta start regulating this. Some 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 veterans on those teams need to just. Punk the rookies like no, I'll pick a different number. Show respect to the game. Be, but everyone's here for clout. Everybody's here for clout. Like, we, how many people wear zero? Like, I love when Gilbert Arenas wore zero and he was like, Yeah, nobody believed in me. I wasn't gonna get any time. They thought I would like all of that stuff. That's dope. Like, you're you're using your number to fuel you. You got people like Jason Tatum wearing zero. I'm like, dog, you were a lottery pick. Like, you were the number two pick in it. What was it? Number two? Three, uh three. He was Lonzo number was three number pick. Two. Number three pick. Whoa, he was number three pick in the draft. Why are you wearing zero, dog? What motivation? You you are Larry Hughes' nephew. Like I don't want to hear. Well, stop, his stop college number was taken at the time. So pick a different one. Like I uh, like the, I, I just, in fairness to that particular one, there's not many choices. Go, there's a go lot with, that's already blocked off there. Go to the DeAndre Bembry route. Go in the '90s. Like do something dope. That he did that for his brother. Work. That was different. But Jason Tatum was born in the nineties. Yeah, like you, can, you can you can switch it up a little bit. You could do something like that. Like Melo wearing double zero. Nobody gave him the time of day. Everybody was like, "You're less than even." I dig it. That's cool. He's future all of fame. He needs that motivation. Nobody was even touching him. I get it. But come on, man. Everybody wearing zeros now because of the, the weirdest one is when like I feel like it's. Do you think it's better or worse when like a former teammate wears that? It's like. If I'm not mistaken, Nick Young started wearing zero at one point. Yeah, he like, did. Do you feel like that's weirder or like it's more acceptable because like he knows Gil? They're I they have think, a weird kind of cool relationship, but also not. I, I don't know that Gilbert Arenas is cool with anyone. I think Gilbert Arenas is the definition. I think he of he a, feels like the Joe Budden of the NBA. See, I can't call him the Joe Budden of the NBA because to me, he had more than one hit. But I think that the thing about Gilbert Arenas is he is the quintessential toxic person in every relationship he's in. Yes. Like, I think that, like, you know, it's just weird like that. Like He's he never going to stop. Going, he could be going so well with stuff, like so well, and then he'll find a way to fuck it up. He'll be like, mm, nah, this is going too well. Like, he, yeah. I think that I think he literally looks around at the, at the relationships he has, and he's like, you know, this shit is too positive. Like, I think he says shit like that to himself. Today. And the, and the crazy thing about him is he's like a he's like a volley kid. He didn't have to grow up rough like that. He like it, it's so weird. It's almost like he he reminds me of that guy, excuse me, in high school who go hangs out in the hood because he's not from the hood. Like that's all it is. It's just like, you know what? This is different. Let me do that. And it's like you don't have to do that. like you you hear about rich kids in the suburbs joining gangs, and you're like, why are you joining a gang? And it's like life is too easy. What? Like, like <laughs> let me keep skating. 
dude, the weird shit about humans, man. Like, it's just like, like, how can we even think like that? Like the fact that we're just like, yeah, shit is too easy. It's just like, uh, that, that's really people's problems. So Gilbert and Gilbert is one of those dudes too. I think Gilbert Arenas, his, his legend has lived longer than it probably should have based upon the span of career that he had at when he was great because he constantly bigs up the younger generation and shits on the older generation, which almost nobody does. So I think that people- the internet's hands. And I think people love him for that. They're like, oh, he's sticking up for us. When in all actuality, he's really sticking up for himself, but he's using you all to do it. Like when he's like, yeah, you know, players, people couldn't guard these guards. They doing, they doing step back threes. They doing jump steps. They, they crossing people over. They dropping 60 in a game. Gilbert, you did all of that. So that's why you're highlighting those things that people are doing. Like he's not out here saying they're guarding one through five. They're, he's not saying shit like that. He's like, yeah, he's a, he's a point guard, but he's really a two guard because he's a scorer. You don't really see that often. I'm like, Gilbert, you were literally a point guard who was basically a two guard but he yep. was a tweener like he's he's saying stuff that literally he did in order to big up his life and career but he's using other people to do it and they haven't caught on yet like gilbert had a three-year span where he was really hibachi i think i think it was only like three years and yeah i don't I think even think right. it was and i don't even really know if it was three four years because that's probably when he got hurt in one of those years or suspended yeah yeah so gilbert is just like yeah but like i, do you I think, like those gold jerseys I feel like those are very. Uh, I fucks with the gold jerseys. I do too, but I, I, I feel like I feel like those jerseys. are talked down upon. But we also like weird jerseys. We've learned. Yeah, I love the Dallas Mavericks graffiti jerseys from a couple years ago. Deep Everybody's jerseys. Yeah, yeah. People hated them for some reason. I was like, those jerseys are fire. The, I like the, the Boston Celtics Pistons. Oh, those are one of my all-time favorites. I like the Celtics block letter championship front jerseys, like the ones that like. Too. Those are those are flame. Like, so so I hated them. When they were like, here's the picture. And I was like, what? Which is crazy because my biggest gripe anytime the Celtics come out with the jerseys, that's boring. Yeah, like, this one was at least like boring. so far off the deep end. And I was like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? That is a cool thing. The only thing that I wish that jersey had was, you know how the old Orlando Magic jersey had the holographic stars in it? Like if you moved it, you could see it. Mm-hmm. They should have put the numbers of the players retired on the back of it. So when you moved cool. it and stuff like that, you could see all of the banners and stuff like that throughout it. That would have been dope. Speaking of jerseys, um, the Chicago White Sox saved me some money by waiting until I got to Chicago. They're already sold out. Like literally already sold out. I was trying it, to get one over like, the weekend. The, it's like uh, when the Miami Vice stuff came out. Like you couldn't mm. find that stuff. No, you can't. The Basquiat Brooklyn jerseys can't find that stuff. Yeah, no. Like yeah, it's those, those nope. South Side jerseys are cold. <laughs> even the hat is dope. Like the the whole fit is sick. I don't know that the I even looked fit. at the the hat. Let me look. The at hat this. is even dope. Like the hat even makes you be like, all right, I gotta buy a hat too. Like it's not. You know when you see yeah, a jersey, the problem is I buy too many hats. No such thing, sir. Watch your mouth. Oh, it just says shy? Yes. I just assume it said socks. I didn't look. Oh, no. Shy, baby. The whole fit is dope. Like, it's just, that's that's like, I haven't felt this dope the, on a whole this, fit. These are like, you know, it's like if you put, if you took the magic, like early 90s magic jersey and then put like knights of the round table font on it and it it doesn't feel like it should make sense but it does it makes complete sense yeah the, i haven't been as excited for a whole fit since iris and played for the sixers and everybody was rocking a headband with the iris and jersey with the elbow sleeve with the finger sleeve like it was just like you gotta get the whole fit if you go and do it speaking of another uh hot hot and cold jersey um the iverson blues 
Oh, those are some of the Philly favorites. Like Philadelphia loves the blue jerseys. Yeah, I feel like, like yeah, we, I feel we like used to. This. I don't know why. When, when we were in the blue jerseys, we almost never lost. That's how we felt. It was just like, no, we in the blues. We're going to win this one. Like, Except this, the dunk fun. contest. Well, he definitely won it, but you know. Well, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, that's come fair. on. Come on now. We all know who. I. One of my favorite parts of that entire dunk contest is when Iverson throws it off the back of the backboard yep. and he catches it and like dunks it home. And then on the other side can't... of the basket, too. And then Kenny Smith was like, Iverson pass. It's over. Iguodala wins the dunk. <laughs> so I was like, you motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> and Iggy, Iggy got robbed real hard for that, you know, but it's, it's all optics, man. It's just like, oh, a little guy dunking. I'm like, well, we've seen little over guys Spud Webb. That doesn't move me at all. Like when people yeah, but don't move, it moves what they do, unfortunately. Yeah. Especially when you're dunking over somebody who's the same size as you. Like, that's Smaller. highly impressive <laughs> for an average human being. Not that impressive for somebody who's a freak athlete. So, like, it's yeah, we got we got robbed in that one. But like the only the only grip I ever had with our Sixers jersey, I never was a fan of the big shoulders because if you if you look at our history, we had the skinny shoulders. Like those same jerseys were skinny shoulders. The the black, the white, and the blue, all of them had skinny shoulders. And from like 99, 2000 or 98, 99, 2000. And then for some reason, we just changed these big ass shoulders out of nowhere. And like the, like the Reebok sh- era was doing that. Nah, nah. This was just like what happened in the NBA. Like we weren't yeah. the only team with the big shoulders, but like it just randomly happened where a couple of teams just have big ass shoulders for some reason. Like, I don't think it was like a Reebok thing. I think that they just was like, we're going to try something different. But, like, if you go back and look at, like, 99, 2000, like, the skinny shoulder versions of those jerseys, those are some of the sickest fucking jerseys. There's some of the sickest jerseys still anyway, but, but like, the skinny shoulder black joint? Come on, Yeah, I feel like I'm hoping that, like, Nike getting in especially mm -hmm. last, like, eight years, I feel like just in sports, bad jerseys. It's been a bad Wait, run for the me. last eight years in sports. No, 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 no like not, not, no, I think it's gotten better the last couple, but like, I think like 05 to 15, like a lot of jerseys were very boring. Mm-hmm. And I think they're now going so far the other direction, which is good because they'll miss on a lot of them, but they'll hit on at least, you know, a third, maybe mm-hmm. a quarter. So I'm excited. It's going to hurt my wallet, but I'm excited. How did you feel when? Fucking Adidas started putting sleeves on basketball jerseys. I I didn't like it. I, well, here's what: as a fan, I was like, "Oh, that's that's neat, that's cool," but like, it was one of those things where you realize very quickly: it's like, did they not test this on anyone? Yeah, yeah. That when I think of when I think of an Iverson jersey, that's the one. Yeah, and that's the shoulder black. Those, that's when the Larry Hughes era was. You know, the Flight Brothers, the Promise era. Dude, it's crazy. Like, we had Jerry Stackhouse. We traded him. He averaged 28 the very next season. We traded Larry. <laughs> I mean, and you look at the late 90s Celtics. Bruce Bowen, Joe Johnson, Chauncey Billups, Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker. Dude, if we... They should have yeah. been good. And we ended up with mm. Ricky Davis and Rafe LaFrentz. I didn't hear anybody yet who could dribble. Rafe LaFrentz. There you go. All right, well... um, <laughs> <laughs> Rafe was good with the um Mavericks. Was it Mavericks? Yeah. Yeah, he was good with the Mavericks. But like it's it's amazing how hard it I think that in professional sports, one of my biggest gripes is that we pretend like player development isn't a thing anymore. Like we don't hold you don't we don't hold organizations accountable for developing talent. We just be like, oh, he's not getting it done. Get didn't acquire, you know, yeah, it's all like, oh, they didn't make the trade that they need to. It's like, what what about all the guys you drafted? 
That's what like, like, it, like it, it only happens in baseball. I think I think baseball is the only one where they really get credit for player development. Uh, I would say baseball and soccer. Yeah, well, but but it's it's because of the time thing. Yeah, it's a you whole. Know, you got people in your academy, you know, you it, versus like you're you look at the Rays, and it's like none of these players were important prospects, and now they're in the World Series again. Like again, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Same thing with the Marlins. Yep. Yeah, the Marlins have a. Well, we'll see about now. They traded their generational outfield, but oh, I mean, they're still decent right now. Actually, yeah. Listen, they'll get it back. They always do. I don't know where. And then, it is then they'll them, all but... go to different teams. Oh, for sure. And then somehow, as soon as they go to different teams, they have one another. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. It's ninety-seven and oh three as an expansion team. That shouldn't ever happen. The Golden Knights were the closest that I've seen in our lifetime outside of those teams. They went to the Stanley Cup in their first season. Their of first existing. year, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and they were nasty. It wasn't like an act. Yeah, they were. It wasn't like they were somehow teams. winning. They were smashing motherfuckers. And it was like, how the fuck is this possible? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, it, it didn't feel like a Leicester City. Like, how is this happening? It, it, well, I guess it was like that. But it was like, it wasn't like they were like edging out wins. It was like they were bashing teams. <laughs> they were offing people. I yeah. know because they off the flyers. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, they, they were out there like looking like they were the Penguins. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know Riley Smith turned into Sidney Crosby, but all right. But then, but then this is a question for you. I think the NHL has arguably the most parity of any of the five major leagues in, in American sports. Do you like the fact that only two to four franchises in the NHL are viewed like historically like, oh, no, these are the, the top echelon teams, but there's a lot of parity? Or do you like leagues like the NBA where there might be four, again, four to five historic teams, but there's a lot less parity? No, I, I prefer the, the way the NHL is because I think it's something where you move on much quicker from the historic teams where it's like, Let's be the last five years, even when both teams are good, like Celtics Lakers isn't Celtics Lakers, but they make it sound like it matters. You know, well, I, I guess they, they try and make the original six one sound cool because there is history there, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know, when they say, oh, these are two original six franchises, they're not saying like these are the winningest franchises in sport. You know, it's different. Mm-hmm. And I think so in the NHL, you go to appreciate each year. And like each year is a new experience. Each team is a new team. Um, whereas, like, I think people are still acting like sometimes it's like the 08 Celtics. Like, some people in Boston still act like it's the 08 Celtics era. Or, like, you yeah. know, you know, we're still acting like, uh, I don't know what teams. It's like, you know, the Bulls are still like a prime or the Knicks are a primetime team. It's like the last eight years, no one would have cared about a Knicks game, but they would have still put, put them on the ESPN. Yeah, but well, the Knicks haven't been a primary team since the seventies. But yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. I agree. It's it's, it's it's hard. It's hard for me because I agree with you, but I also think that one of the reasons why I enjoy the NBA so much is because we get invested in individual players more than we get invested in the individual teams. If it's not the city that you root for, that's fair. I think the NHL does a great job of marketing the teams that are great, as opposed to saying you should care about this because this is in Philadelphia or this is in Boston or this is in Toronto. Like, it's like, no, nah, they don't, they suck. They suck. So let's focus on these teams that are great. And it makes it fun to watch games when you don't have a rooting interest. I think a lot more than other 
for other leagues where you don't have a rooting interest. Like I, it's the helmet, it's the helmet thing. You know, it's like, because people have always said this about like why there's certain value in basketball versus even football. Because if you're walking down the street, there's a lot of people that wouldn't recognize Derrick Henry. They'd be like, that's a big dude. But they, they were not gonna be like, that's Derrick Henry. See, but, I, you know, they I see like a lower level NBA player. Like I know you, whoever yeah. it is. See, I agree with that in the 90s and most of the 2000s. I don't think I agree with that anymore in, in the, in the what are we, in the aughts? Is that what we're calling it? I don't, I don't know what this is, but I, like, I don't no agree with it. From like 2019 on, I can't really agree with it because every sport outside of basketball wears something on their head and, and mostly on their face. So at the end of the day, the fact that people can only point to NBA players, I think is, is a reprimand. A reprimandum of the league and not of the sport because like baseball play like this is the most ba- exciting no, no one markets their players worse than major league baseball that's a fact no one markets. there was okay. a I, I forget what it's called it's basically like uh i mean it basically is like clout it's like how recognizable is this name is this person yeah mike trout this was as of like four or five years ago mike trout mm-hmm. who will go down as one of the greatest baseball players who ever ever lived probably top 10 maybe. yeah he was on par with brandon jennings mm-hmm. like the like flip- they should have just fired everyone in major league baseball top to bottom but the, but the flip side of that though ivan you can argue that there is no professional sports league in america that actually markets their players well at all besides the nba and the reason i say that because they let them put- they, let the, they let the players have control too but but I don't even think it's all of that. I think it's just that there. I think that leagues fear making players big because it makes the league look small instead of looking at like how big the mm-hmm. player is. The league is because think about this: outside of the top, I'm being generous when I say this. Top ten UFC fighters, motherfuckers don't know what anybody looks like. No, I agree. No, but and and they, they, and they do kind of su- they do kind of suppress it. At least in baseball, they definitely suppress it. Yeah, like Trevor Bauer is the primary example. Trevor Bauer is the fucking man, whether he's cheating or not. Fucking man. It's baseball. Who ain't cheating? <laughs> yeah, but he's getting, like, yelled at by the league because he has, like, his Dodgers shirt that also has his logo on it. He's coming out to his press conference the next time. He said, not my logo. Don't find me. You know, it's like he's fighting back against it. And I was like, yeah, it's dope. Do you think that's a good or bad thing that they suppress players? And not as a fan, but as a businessman. I think it's bad because – as a financial expert, I should say. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, I think I think it's bad, and here's why. I think they're very small-sighted. I think they're looking at it as, you know, we're losing control. You know, we're going to, you know, they're become more marketable. They're going to want more money, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My view is you've been trying to do all this stuff to get people to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Make you know you need to make people feel the way that you talk about the NBA, where you're like, "Oh, I need to watch this guy." Like I feel that way, but that's because I'm a huge baseball fan. Like I, I have my alerts on. It's like, all right, Fernando Tatis is up to bat. Let me let me tune into the Padres game. Like, but that's what I do. But you need to let these dudes do this. They have some ways that they do it well. The but they don't, they don't give the players the full run. They want everything so centralized. It's the same way that, 
I think what really was the explosion of the NBA in the last decade, where, where how it you know flew past all the other sports, is Except for the NFL. Yeah, but but the NFL does a good job of what I'm about to say as well. Mm. Social media kind of freedom on clips. Mm. Mm, yeah, where they're not taking shit down. They're not like they're right. Like so you away. know, like like because when I think of when like what was the changing point where I'm like this is when the NBA exploded up. Like I think of like the Lob City Clippers. Like I think it was like that moment where it was like everything became a highlight that was being shared virally. And there were moments before that, but that was the first time it was like so, Twitter's around. YouTube is a fully operational platform and it was everywhere. So like that team, me- like, cause there was five highlights a night. So it was like, all right, what, what did Lob City do again? So, so are you basically saying that in the history of the current NBA, Chris Paul is more important than LeBron James? Mm. The league president for the players was the, was the main best player on that Lob City team, about to probably beat the Lakers tonight. Like, stand on something. We'll be talking about LeBron, LeBron will flop, Le- Chris Paul punch you in the dick. Which one are you taking, man? I want CP. Listen, one of the greatest compliments I've ever heard paid to cp3 was trying to play offense against cp3 is like trying to back down a fry hydrant <laughs> you hear that kyle lowry it's not you no not at all like i'm a, I'm a huge i'm a cp3 stand honestly so i love cp3 I, that that i'd love a wake forest cp3 jersey it's so plain though like they they have some whack jerseys for dope colors. Like they they yeah. are one of those teams that just has like dope colors and whack ass jerseys. It's like damn man, can we do something? I take it back. I want OKC Hornets. Yo, I'll take one of those orange CP3 joints, like the blue and orange joints. Like those were kind of fire. When he was with the Thunder. Yeah. No, see, I want I want the Hurricane Katrina Hornets in Oklahoma ooh, City one. Ooh, ooh, or. I was gonna do this, but like I don't have the funds to really. I take it back. It. I want I want the Phoenix Champions patch. That, that's you what we're going with. You drawing? Um, I think <laughs> I was gonna. I gotta do get this, the Lang one first, and I might actually still do it, depending on. I really don't have the money to do it, but I might just be stupid and be like, "Fuck it, I can buy less groceries." <laughs> like I might just do something like that. Yeah. I was gonna literally make custom jerseys for the whole summer, but it was gonna be all the what if jerseys. So it would have been Kobe with the Hornets. It was gonna be like CP3 in Seattle. It was gonna Where can be I make like my pre-order. Dude, I was like, I have a, like a whole list in my mind. I was like, ooh, that's going to be yeah, cool. I, that I mean, you, you can do ramen and OJ for a couple months. <laughs> I'm already black, man. That's That that gives you one step into the cholesterol sodium grave. I can't be well, eating Aloe water. You're straight. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the poppies out there. You know, so, but you didn't answer the question. CP3 more important than LeBron. In the last I said, yeah, C- yeah. CP3. It, well, I think it's closer be, than people think. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's different in terms of the popularity. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's closer than people think. Because what LeBron says off the floor is amazing. What he does on the floor, outstanding. CP3 is literally the NBA players. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think because I, I think I think the thing is people don't know what he does off the court. Mm-hmm. All the HBCU stuff. Like how he he is one of those players that we we put an asterisk next to his name because he's small. And I think that actually takes away from his greatness. 
like I don't like that they're like for a small player, it's like for any player. Like you, yeah. you he's got that Iverson you, thing now. It's it's become I think it's worse than Iverson because Iverson has a lot more. He has personal accolades that CP3 can't really touch. Like he doesn't have CP3 doesn't have an MVP. CP3 doesn't have scoring championships. CP, so like Iverson was like one of those weird ones where it was like, oh, individually. And and he was the cultural icon. Yeah, the swag time. god. Yeah. So like CP3 is like swag one of those god versus dudes. the point god. You dig? So like CP3 is one of those dudes where he's always chasing numbers that he can't surpass. Like he's not going to pass Stockton. He's not going to pass. He's not going to pass. His impact, his impact is slept on. Like, it's because he is, on. you know, he, because they were, ooh, time. well, they would have been like, right. They're very even in terms of the highlight era. They got out to like a little lead. Cause I believe if I'm, if my math is right, Blake Griffin was a rookie the year before LeBron went to the heat. Year before LeBron, so you mean his rookie year where he got hurt? You know what? I'll actually give a little bit of credit to more people than just Chris Paul and the Lob City Clippers. You know, it was the moment that changed the NBA trajectory because of social media. The decision? No, has nothing to do with the NBA. I would credit it with the hoop mixtape type of videos during the lockout. I can't I can't do that. The only reason I can't do that is because if we say that, then we actually just gotta credit the hoop mixtapes in general. Shout because out to I don't Carr. think the hoop mixed I don't think the uh, wait, you said I'm paused? No, I said shout out to Kill Car. Oh yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> oh shout out to Kill Car. Wow. I think that I think that the hoop no offense. No offense. Before I say that, no offense. The NBA lockout mixtapes were not as fire as the sh- the and one mixtapes and you mix it with the hol- the slam highlight tapes like they weren't as fire like it was it's cool to see KD at the Rucker amazing Iverson was there in the early two thousands with Fat Joe and them about to play the Rockefeller team like that stuff has happened Kobe was out there that stuff has happened with the EBC Classic but that, but that, that was the thing was the first time we were seeing it on social media the same way like but that's that big all, on every but that's platform. almost unfair though because social media wasn't really a thing no i know i no I, I i totally agree but i think that so, was so i think the i think the social think the, media thing and how open that basketball was with it and how it's just a more of a highlight for the thing see, I, I think it's I, I agree it helped i'm not saying it didn't help but what i would disagree is that i don't think it helped that much because these motherfuckers been playing outside but we couldn't watch all of them. And the company, like, it's cool. It's cool as fuck to see KD drop 60 something at the Rucker. But KD playing against motherfuckers at the Rucker ain't really exciting. Like, it's like, all right, KD, you should drop 60 something. You're a fucking KD. Like, and you're playing against street guys who aren't the best of basketball players. So it was almost like, it's cool. It's almost like a, a glorified practice where it was like, oh, that's fine. But the stuff that I thought was doper was like the summer stuff that they were doing, like where all of the players would come together, like this was fucking Space Jam and playing in these secret games and all that. I yeah. thought that was doper than the lockout hoop tapes, honestly, because it's like NBA players against NBA players. You see Devin Booker bitching about getting double teamed. He's like, yo, it's a pickup game. It's like, so? That the hoodie mellow effect. That's the hoodie mellow effect. And I think that those legends, that shit was like the new. So we're just was like, really saying Ooh. the banana boat crew. Which is bullshit because Melo was never on a banana bro. Like, I wonder if he, I wonder what he gets mad at more. The fact that he was never on that banana boat, but they called him part of the banana boat crew, or the fact that that Darko Melchich was picked over him. I don't think he gets too mad about that, only because I think that he was like, yeah, I wanted to play my rookie year. And if I was on that team, I would have won, but I don't know if I would actually play because Larry Brown hates young players. That's true. Larry Brown Plus, might be the greatest he coach like of probably of the four, the, comfortably the most mild mannered. 
Oh, of uh, wait, you talk about uh, Carmelo? Like, yeah, like on the court at least. Melo be bitching. I don't know. You think Wade? It's not I mean, CP or Bron. Oh no, LeBron's on his own level, and then Chris Paul's I think right next to on his own level too. Yeah, yeah, little CP three. I think I think you know what it is? I think Melo historically has been the most comfortable in his skin out of the whole four. Yeah. Maybe like that's Mello what I'm trying to always say. was his own dude. Like you never looked at Melo and was like, he looks awkward. Yeah. Like he just, he just always seemed like staying mellow. Like, I think he always was like, dog, I could be dead. I could be in jail. I come from Brooklyn and I'm not Brooklyn. I'm from Baltimore and New York. You see how that whole thing goes. I'm happy to be in the league, but I want to kill. I want to score. I want to do, I think Melo and Melo, Melo was a winner before all of them. So I think that they gave Hughes, him a level yeah, of confidence. Sure. Yeah, I think that gave him a level of confidence that the other players didn't come into the league with. So I think it was just straight up like Melo was the third best high school player of his class. And then he won a championship his first year in college. He even said he said he was going to stay in college if he didn't win. But he won. So he was like, let's also remind remind people who Chris Paul lost to in the tournament. It's important. Which year? Uh, His last year. Did Chris Paul? I got to remember, did Chris Paul leave his junior year? I don't remember, but his last year in college was 04, 05. No, no. Oh, oh, you're right. No, he was there one more year after Joe's beat him. Yeah, he was there one more you're year. Right. Because right. he remember because he did the punching incident. I think that's why he stayed. I think he was yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta clean this shit up. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the the uh, players association president one day. <laughs> ain't that, ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy that this guy on national television punched? Julius Hodgson and Dick, like straight up, like didn't even try to conceal it. Boom. And then played on and then put his hands there. Like, what? What did I do? And it became the president of the players associating the NBA. That's range. Glow up. That's a glow that's up. That's range. Dog, that's range. <laughs> that's like, that's some Denzel level range. <laughs> like that shit is like. <laughs> Chris Paul is the Denzel Washington of the NBA. Dude, he could have just been Matt Barnes. He could have been Steven Jackson. He could have been one of these dudes who are super aggressive. A little dirty. The people who play with them love them. The people who play against them hate them. And just could have just been in that vein. And he switched the whole game up. Like, no, nah, I'm speaking for the players, the entire league. And it's like you let the guy punch. Gentlemen, he punched a kid in the dick on national television. I think that was against in the ACC tournament too. So like everybody was watching. It wasn't like some little little game that nobody was it's like dog. He was already <laughs> getting national acclaim and everything too. Like <laughs> in the greatest conference in all of college basketball at that point. And he's just like, you think nobody's going to see this? Like you're crazy. And he did. And he did it when they were like the only two around each other. Like, it's not like he was in a crowd and just, I got him. They were literally like boxing out. And he just went, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the range is also crazy like he'll also still do that to you now oh yeah chris paul is still chris paul is the last to me the last mohicans of that sam cassell reggie miller like he's like i'm not Jaylen gonna beat you because i'm more athletic i'm and, gonna beat you because i'm gonna do whatever it takes to beat you yeah like you don't you, you want to say it's dirty but they're great players in their own regard so you don't really want to call them dirty but if 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 the 12th man on the bench did the shit that they do, they would probably get cut. Like, it's just like stuff like that. Yeah, they would get cut just because they don't have to deal with this, just because the team doesn't want to deal with the suspension. Yes. Like, I love it. I love that kind of shit. Like, to me, Chris Paul would have been... Could you imagine Chris fucking Paul playing for that Pacers team that had defensive player of the year, Ron Artest, who should have been an MVP candidate? That's like uh, how we were going back talking about the Kobe Hornets. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like they were fighting every night. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the other team was smart enough to not. In winning the fights. Like they weren't yeah, yeah. just no, yeah, they were no yeah, no, they weren't just getting into they were looking to fight every night. Yeah, they're gonna fuck you up. And if you win, <laughs> they're, they're gonna probably CR5. fuck you up again. Yeah, and if you win, they're probably gonna fuck you up again. Like that's that's like one of those like you damned if you do, damned if you don't things, but you gotta be more of a man and be like, man, fuck it. If we fight and we fight, but we win in this game. Like it gotta be one of those things because those Hornets teams are were were not good, but they were good enough to beat you up and beat you down so they will win some series. Um, they had players everybody loved and cared about. It was like, oh, this I like this Mike player. Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> that motherfucker is probably still in the league somewhere. But, like, it's it's amazing the what-ifs in the NBA. Like, if they traded Scottie Pippen in 1997, 1998 for Tracy McGrady, that's insane. And if, if the only reason they didn't do it was because Jaren said, I'm going to retire if you do that. So what we don't. And Scottie Pippen was my favorite player as a kid for a good period of time. Scottie was – 45% done, maybe 65% done. And you would have got Tracy McGrady for the next however many years to rebuild your franchise. And if Jordan wouldn't have retired, imagine imagine that. Jordan doesn't retire in 98 because he led the league in points and he was the MVP in 98 and he retired, right? He waited until 2002 to make a comeback at age 38 and a half, 39 still averaged 20 something a game was looking good towards meniscus. Cause he was out of the game for so long, smoking cigars and drinking liquor and all this other shit. If Jordan would have played from 1999, let's say to 2005 when he retired, right? 2004, 2005 when he retired, you got another six years of a Michael Jordan who just led the league and scoring was the MVP with a Tracy McGrady to build around. You know, the other thing that makes me think of, cause that, that would have been trading with Toronto still, right? You mm-hmm. still, Mm-hmm. Vince and even 45% of Scottie Pippen could have been interesting too. Yes. Vince Carter has never played with anybody as good as 45% Scottie Pippen, even Tracy McGrady at that point, because Tracy wasn't what he was when he got yeah. when he went to Orlando. And the one that one of the ones that we can do is what if they get all day. You know, we should be working for Marvel if we keep doing it. But yes. the one one that I can't get over, Ivan, and I don't think I'll ever get over is that the Sixers almost had Tracy McGrady before the 0-1 season, and it fell through at the last minute. That's like the what-if of A-Rod to the Red Sox. No, because the, the Red Sox But everything had, worked out. Yeah, I was about to say, that worked out for y'all. Like, if we just had one motherfucker on the team who could score besides Allen Iverson... <laughs> Allen Iverson would have scored 15 more points a game. <laughs> like that's I, I would have sh- loved to see Allen Iverson's reaction to that Devin Booker clip. It's like you're only getting double teamed. Yeah, you're yeah. not getting quadruple teamed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just Allen Iverson was getting quadruple teamed at that point, and the dumb thing would have been to pass the ball. <laughs> you're looking at Tyrone Hill in the corner, like. <laughs> Guess I got to go one on four. Matt Geiger, mm, nah. Matt Todd McCullough, like this is the type of shit that we had to deal with. Like it's just like we only remember the names because of how unimportant they are. Dude, they had to give people nicknames in order for us to not be mad. Jumping Jermaine Jones. Mm. Jumping. Imagine if you play a sport where everybody jumps and your name nickname is just jumping. <laughs> you don't even jump more than the other people. <laughs> Dude, it's 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 almost a travesty that that guy had to go through in Philadelphia to a certain extent, but that's why I hate Billy King to this day. But it is one of those things. I'm like a big those, Billy King guy. Fuck that guy. It is big. It is one of those things. The what if game is so crazy because 
I think that some of the it's what more ifs, fun to play in sports in life than life, though. That's a fact. Uh, I don't really know. I think it's healthier. Like, I think it's healthier usually. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's healthier because the stakes are a lot lower. Where right. I think that if we played the what in what if in life, we would actually we could possibly appreciate shit more. But we always go. Yeah, to but I think it, I think it takes like weirdly skill to be able to do that. I think it takes us not overthinking it to do it. Well, like, you know how quickly, yeah. You know how quickly I just rattled off the the Bulls thing, like, oh, this could have happened. It's all seems positive. Like both sides could want yeah. to win. In life, we'd be like, damn, man, it's fucked up what happened here. Like it always goes yeah. to that negative shit. Like it's it I, could always be better. Grass is always greener. Dude, it's wild. Like I was just thinking about this before the podcast. I was like, damn. Like I, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, and before the podcast today. Cause I just met my nephew for the first time yesterday. Um, and I have like 12 nieces and nephews. So it's not like, oh my God, my nephew. It's like, I'm going to meet the young boy when I get the chance to meet the young boy. You know, so like, it just so happens. I went to my grandma's spot and he was just like, oh, what's going on, youngin? So I was playing with him all day. Uncle Mo. Uncle Mo Mo. So I put the double hey, on Mo, Mo. And, it's, <laughs> and it's wild because I was like, babies are so helpless. Like he's eight months old. Like I was yeah. like, babies are so ridiculously helpless. You know how much has to go right for a baby to make it to one? let alone live a long enough life to take care of himself as a, as an adult or a teenager. That shit is crazy. Yeah. Like it is, but man, like, I don't think we think about it a lot because we don't have memories really from being like infants and all that, but that is so fucking crazy. I was holding this guy. I was holding this little guy up as if, if I sneeze, he would die. Like I was holding him with such like a care that I'm like, man i don't know man i don't know if i can leave you in your stroller right now because you could you could like hit your head because you bounce in but like i was thinking about all this dumb shit that probably is not even real but i was like it is almost impossible i know adults who can barely make it home without dying in a car accident babies you have to literally care about every second that they're living yeah and they get like more helpless in a weird way because they just don't know things it's like at least at that age like he's not going anywhere no, when right they there. start to learn how to use like their legs, it's like they, they don't know better to walk down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know better than to walk in the kitchen and pull out chemicals. Like they don't know none of this shit. Right. It's just like I don't know how people. I I already have white hair from growing up in North Philadelphia my whole life. I don't know how I could live life. And you know what's one of the most insane fucking things? Think about the times where there were no cell phones and motherfuckers used to leave out the house and you didn't know somebody died until they came back or didn't come back. Yeah. Imagine doing that with not only your significant other, but your goddamn kids being like you. <laughs> Hope it works out today when you walk to school those 10, 20 miles. Cause you know, back then everybody walked 10, 20 miles uphill both ways to yep, get to through school. the snow. Through the snow, even, even in Arizona. You know, so like it's like one of those things where no, no they were going through the desert. That's different. Yeah, my bad, my bad people. Uh, I took away your 110 body. humid. They were basically Moses back then, you yeah. know. So it's it, that's crazy. Avoid every turn. Dog, I don't trust most people to do anything. So anything. you're trusting the world to not kill your kid. Yeah, those are the, those are scary thoughts because like th- those are Scott's. You know, like I was saying it with people last night. I was like, if you think about it, every time you get in your car, you're playing Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, the stakes aren't high. Or, or you know the odds aren't high. I'm, I'm the odds aren't high. I is what I meant. More people die in car crashes than plane crashes every year. Correct. And planes hold a lot more people than cars, so I think the odds are higher than we want to give it credit to. 
Because you know what we do? We played a game like, we talk about major cities, right? Like, no, we talk about all cars, motherfucker. Like, the entire world, how many motherfuckers? I, I just choose to operate car? on the, I haven't died yet. So at this rate, I'm living forever. Because the cars, cars are like playing Russian roulette when you don't even know what kind of gun you're using. Like, if you imagine you playing Russian roulette with an AK. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you don't Russian know what somebody else is going to do. Yeah, because you have you only can control 50% of this exchange. Maybe the other 50%, maybe might be 25% for being real. Cause the other exchanges are dependent on how many lanes you're driving on, all the other cars out there, the weather, the ground mm-hmm. around you to make sure that it's not like a divot that's gonna destroy you in your time car. Of day, like, what day time of the of year day, is it? All of that shit. And you also you always gotta factor in people being inebriated, even if you're that, not well, you're that's like, why I say like day of the year. That shit is crazy, man. Like it's you know what another thing I'm I love we're gonna do this whole what if thing this whole episode. You know how crazy it is that we accept food from strangers every motherfucking week and we don't even question it. You know how easy it is to poison a motherfucker. Like it's just like like I thought about this like I've never known the name of one motherfucker who I've bought food from at a fast food restaurant. Never mm-hmm. in my life. That person could literally not even really work there. They could have just been wearing a red shirt that day. And I'm like, yo, let me get a burger. Let me get a fry. Yeah. This person could literally poison me. Jizz well, I, I heard, I, I heard something about dealers, like drug dealers somewhere, where they were like lacing their stuff that was like killing people. Yeah, and they would do it just to like, yeah, I mean, probably down the Cape or, you know, South Jersey or something. But um, they were I just. I like how to range from the Cape to South Jersey. <laughs> I was going to say Tuckerton, but that, that sounded bad. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah, cut to edit that one out. Bleep, yeah. bleep yourself out when you redo this. Mm. I'll do that. Won't do that. Um, no, but they were like lacing their stuff because they're like, it's like, oh, how, let's see how far my reach is. And I was yeah. like, that's real. Yeah. I knew drug dealers that would say, that would look you in your face and say, if a couple people would OD, that's good for business. Like they were literally like, yeah, that means that people know this shit is strong. So they're going to come for it. Like it's like, bruh. Like, what are we doing here? But that's that shit is, and I'm a person, I don't believe I trust a lot of people until I realize how many things are out of my control in life that I'm literally putting trust into. Like, yeah, can you name can, every day? Can you name me full first and last name, one motherfucking pilot you've ever had on a plane? Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> that shit is crazy. We should get up when we get our tickets and our itinerary. We should know about the motherfucker who's flying the plane. Yeah, we should be know, like, I want to know how many rides you've had in the last six months. Like, damn, Bert got 20 years in. This motherfucker's the real dude. I don't I, I, like, I want to sleep good on this one. And I want to know if a motherfucker's a rookie. I want to know, like, well, this is your first flight. I'd huh. like to uh, stay an extra night, please. L- listen, uh, you got any ones coming out later? Are we doing that? <laughs> What's the trains looking like in the city? Like, I want to yeah. know these things. Like, we don't, we don't. Can you name me another one? That's crazy that we don't even look this deep. In. This is going to be all of next me, week. Can you tell me what school your doctors went to? That's on the wall somewhere, but no. We just assume that's a real degree. We don't even question it. We'd be like, it's on the wall. It's good. Like, I mean, that yeah, could say, I, I've, I've looked at my diploma. I could I could make that in Photoshop. That shit looks like it, they could, that shit could say University of Phoenix. We don't know. Like, we just like, oh. Like that shit is crazy. And we let motherfuckers cut us open, give us pills, touch our genitals. Like we don't, we don't investigate none of this. We just assume that the person in front of us is going to do the right thing. And if they don't, they could literally kill us. And we just like, ah. <laughs> again, haven't died yet. Why, why worry? Ain't that shit crazy? The water, crazy. the water we drink could be poison and they wouldn't Look catch it until some of us die. <laughs> it's just like, oh shit, the water was poison. <laughs> 
It's like, what? <laughs> I sound like Kevin Hart. Though. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that inner North Philly came out. <laughs> that when a black man's voice gets high, you know he has no answers to this question. <laughs> what do you mean I was cheating? I wasn't cheating. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said that's why Cat Williams always sounded like that. No, Cat Williams, like it's. But that shit is like, it tripped me out. It, it started giving me, I don't even get anxiety attacks. I started feeling like I was going to have an anxiety attack, which I don't even know what that feels like. I don't think I've ever because you were like, I'm never going to not think about this every time I leave the house ever again. I've always thought when I left the house that I may not come back because I'm just black in America. And I knew a lot of people who didn't come back at nights. So like, I always keep that. I never. Yeah, it's weird. I have that same thing. <laughs> I've never assumed that I'm making it home. I just hope I do. That's how, that's how I live my life. It's not a healthy way to live your life. So be better than Reese. Don't be like me. But so I've never just taken life for granted ever since I was probably four or five years old. So I've always had that thought. But when I started realizing how much shit I really don't control, because I like to be in control of my life. Like I like to say, like, I'm independent. I can do this. Most of this shit that happens in my life, I ain't got no, I don't know the motherfucker who built the building that my office is in. This shit could collapse tomorrow. I, I can't point to like, yo, that architect had me solid. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just hoping. The, yep. the, the windows in my office don't even open. If some shit happens, I'm going to probably die. Like, it's just like, like I can't get out. Nobody can come in and get me. And I'm just putting it into faith. Like, I'll figure it out. In my mind, I'll figure it out. I'm like, I ain't dying in here. I'm going to figure it out. That's I mean, probably mostly you know, Someone with your upbringing, though, like, I'll figure it out. It's like, your, I mean, that's the name of your autobiography. <laughs> Listen, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. It's hard to be legit. I still pay the rent. Tupac Shakur, people. All right. Well, I think we I think we ended there. A nice Tupac reference. Um, everyone remember this week. Give Chris Paul some roses uh, for having more range than Denzel, Ooh. more range than Tom Hanks. Ooh. Mm, more range than the new Denzel. More range than John LeBron shooting David. range. You know, he's got it all. I mean, that's not hard. That's not. Marlon Wings has more range than LeBron shooting range. You know, it's not really that hard. To do, I, yeah, but... I got more range, too. It's all good. Before we ended, though, before we ended, I got to ask you a question. Sure. <clears throat> you got to give your honest answer. You can't. I don't want you to elaborate. It's like a one word answer it, or one, one sentence. It could be one sentence. It could be one sentence, but you have to give your answer within two or three seconds. So you can't think too deeply about it. You just got to okay. say whatever you want to say. And the question I'm about to ask you, I just want you to know that. There is no right answer, but there's definitely wrong answers. So people are going to hate you no matter what you say. I'm going to put that out there. I'm used to that. You team Israel, or you trying to free Palestine? Uh, free Palestine. All right, we're going to end it there. I'm not going to say a word, but you know. Love the Israelis, not the government. I said you couldn't elaborate. Don't be elaborate. Let, let people call you anti-Semitic. Let it ride, man. Let Do what you got to do. You, you can't grow up in hometown. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, when I was in preschool, um, because everyone, we, we have such a heavy Jewish population in my hometown. <laughs> I was like, in, in, again, in preschool, I was like, uh, mom and dad, we need to get them a menorah. I'm like, why? I was like, they get eight nights of presents. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Seems like a good idea. White, listen, why do you think I got white friends? Because they got good credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out. Let's go, sons. Let's go, sons. Let's go, CP3. Point God. Let's get it.